0: So, welcome back to Behind the Emerald Veil podcast. We are very excited to have a special guest on today. I think I'm even more excited (laughs) because I've been following her for six years. I'm
1: fangirling.
0: I'm fangirling. Um, And so, we have Jalen Schroeder on. And um, welcome. Welcome First Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I started following Jalen. I think it was six years ago when I came across. I was I signed up for Senegence, and I was. It's a makeup company. Um, and is that the lipstick? Yeah, so okay. it's like lip sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's. Um,
2: I remember that because I bought many lipsticks for Allie. Yes. <laughs> I mean,
1: lip, lip sense. sense
0: lip sense Sorry, yes no. yeah <laughs> yeah you're not a makeup no. um and so I was following because Jalen is very successful with Senegence and mm-hmm. so she was a big part of it and so you know start following Jalen then and and I started to notice your this like transformation happening that you were sharing so lovely on um Instagram and it was this transition of moving out of um an organized religion so having that transition which is hard Mm -hmm. as it is oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) Oh yeah! (laughs) I couldn't even imagine and then to make it even harder she made it even harder on herself um, she started to transition into um, spirituality and kind of going down that rabbit hole which would probably be the opposite of kind of what you were um, in before and so I've just found your journey absolutely fascinating your courage throughout all of it it's very inspiring Mm. and so i was like oh mandy we need to have her on because i think this will help a lot of people who are maybe struggling with whether it's the same type of situation or even just stepping out of the norm or off the path that maybe you were set out to be on yeah and taking that step out and kind of going into this woo which can be which can be um, people can it can be very judgmental people can judge it and there's a lot of fear there yeah yeah a lot of fear a lot of fear fear.
2: Jalen will you share with us like the the religion that you were that you were grew up in and then can you share a little bit about how you got to the point of wanting to like you know open up your perspective and and shift a little
3: bit yeah, totally. So I grew up Mormon. Um, they don't like being called Mormon, but I think that's how most people know them by. So, yeah. Um, their name is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, also oh. LDS, also Mormon. So kind of a little <laughs> rebranding there because there's some bad connotation behind Mormon. Yeah. Um, okay. Which rightfully so. <laughs> um. Anyways, we won't go down that path. But. <laughs> so yeah, I grew up. Like, extreme Mormon. I like how uh, is this like okay if I really go deep into yes, this? do so it. Deep, do it. I'm gonna, this will just give some people a kick. Um, like going into college, 18 years old, I didn't know what an orgasm was. That was like how bubble I was, like wow. in a bubble. Um, very, very, very Mormon. So, if you're not familiar with Mormonism, Easy. it's very, very conservative. Um, We wear special underwear when we get married. We don't drink coffee um, or tea. I mean, there's just, there's, I mean, there's a lot to it. No rated R movies, no dating until you're 16. um, No sex before marriage. Obviously those are just the, a few things that stick out. There's a lot more that goes into the actual religion, but so yeah, born and raised Mormon. Um, And I mean, there's so much, there's so much to it. And I think a big part of my journey has just been like unraveling that because like you said, this religion was every single decision, everything I did every single day, my whole entire life. So, um, even going to college who I married, I didn't want to marry anyone unless they were temple worthy and on a mission. So boys met, yeah, I would say boys, not men, boys, (laughs) um, (laughs) When I was younger, the age used to be, I think, I don't even remember. That doesn't matter, but boys go on a two-year mission and it's pretty close. Like right after high school, they go on a two-year mission. They basically knock doors for two years. Um, They don't have contact with their family. It's a lot more lax now than it was when I was that age. So that was like my standard. I'm not marrying anyone unless they go on a mission. I'm getting married in the temple. Like I wanted to do it like the perfect way. I wanted to be the perfect Mormon girl. By the book. Um, yes, by the book, like wow. so hard to the book by the book. So, um, my whole life, I will say I was definitely who I am now was very deep inside because there was a lot of things that my body would push back against my soul right now that mm. I know that that's my intuition. That's my soul screaming at me. Um, back then I, I called it Satan and I had these stories like, Oh, Satan's trying to tempt me. Satan's trying to tempt me. So I had this really damaging story my entire life that I was being tempted on a daily basis. And
1: when I was sitting
3: in church and having anxiety and my body was screaming at me, I now know that that was, you know, my soul, my intuition, my angels guides telling me like, this was not my, this is not the place I was supposed to be. And Unfortunately, my story was that was Satan trying to pull me away from the truth. So it was, it was a, it was a mindfuck very, very, very simple terms. (laughs) That's what what it was. Um, I had lots of stories, lots of stories, and I, I call it mental gymnastics because that's the, that is the best way to explain it. Just mental gymnastics, trying to make things fit or things that I didn't agree with, like Um, the LGBTQ community. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously my, the Mormon religion is very against that community. They say that they say that they love everyone, but they are against that and um, against it. And so things like that, when I started becoming friends with people who were gay, it was really hard for me because it's like, so Mm. do I, I, can I be friends with them and still be in this religion? You know, I just started questioning little tiny things. I mean, that's a big thing, but I just started questioning everything and it was always there. And then I always just told my story. It's Satan. It's Satan for years. So wow, fast forward, um, 20, 21 years old, 21 years old. I got married for the first time. Okay. To a Mormon, so, to, to a Mormon um, man that had done his mission and was yes. temple worthy. Yep. So I would not, I would not date him unless he went on a mission. I would not like, wow. anything. I was like, you have to do this, this, and this to be worthy to marry me. Um, so we went into this marriage and it was a train wreck. Like, <laughs> no, just think about, and I, I see it all the time. Just think about like two young kids. They have never had sex. They've never lived together. They mm. were very sheltered. Um, zero communication skills. That's not necessarily a Mormonism thing. That was yeah. just kind of how I grew up and and Mormonism combined, I guess. Yeah. So just all this thing. It was just like a recipe for disaster. So we were married for two and a half years, ended up getting divorced. And that was probably the first really, really hard thing for me. So I had a lot yeah. of I did drink um in that marriage and kind of like started tipping my toe outside of the line of Mormonism and kind of like. Um, but I, there was so much guilt there. I would just always come back. There's so much guilt. I would just literally like, I tip my toe over here and I'd come running back because that was like wow. my safety net. Yeah. Um, I didn't ever want to disappoint my parents.
1: Yeah. And That's this easy. is what I was taught.
3: You. Yeah. And this is what I was taught yeah. my whole life is like, this is the truth. This is the right path. And if you go off of it, you will make it, you won't go to like the highest level of heaven. So there's levels of heaven in Mormonism. Um, wow. each serves a purpose through their beliefs and you basically earn your love, you earn your level. So if you're perfect, Easy. you do everything right. You get married in the temple. You're still to your family, all these things, you make it to the top tier of heaven. So wow. getting a divorce rocked my world. Um, yeah, I mean, there was even, there was even Mormon boys who were like, sorry, I mean, after my divorce, like I can't date you because you've already been married and you're divorced And I don't want someone who's like already had sex and already done this and already done that. So it was a wild experience. Um, Totally. Yeah. Wild experience. So then I met my husband, funny enough, on an LDS dating website.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, So when I was still,
2: after you were divorced, you were still um, connected to the, to the religion and to the lifestyle. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
3: So I did kind of like tiptoe out. I drank a little bit. I had some fun, but then I came like running back to that safety net. Right. Yeah. Um, started going to church again. I did all the things I was wearing my garments, which is like a sacred Mormon underwear. It basically covers your, all the way up your shoulders down to your knees and you have to wear clothes to cover that.
1: Oh, that, would oh, so wow. I, that would be so I wasn't
3: fun. allowed to wear like shorter shorts, no tank tops. Oh, um, gosh like nothing. And yeah, nothing. It was terrible. It was terrible. (laughs) And it created extra rolls on your, like, just think if you're wearing spandex or something, I mean, they're not that tight, but think if you're wearing something, um, underneath your clothes, it just Uh, adds more rivets and stuff. Yeah. Unless you have the perfect tiny, whatever. (laughs) It's like, it's not flattering on anyone. So,
0: Oh my gosh. um,
3: And what's the purpose of that? the purpose and what they teach is it's supposed to protect you. But honestly, I feel it's very manipulative and very um man-made. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So that makes I mean, sense. yeah. That's so your
0: purity about. in a sense. Like nobody can yes. get past it.
3: Yeah. Right. So it's supposed to be a protection tool. Um for me it was very oppressive. Like very, very oppressive. Um yeah. I'm very much into like fashion and all the things. And so for yeah. me not to be able to wear a tank top, I struggled and sometimes okay. I would kind of like I would test the boundaries and then I would get all this hate on Instagram like why aren't you wearing your garments why aren't you doing this I'm like why this is not normal for people to message and ask about people's underwear only in the Mormon religion are you asking are you wearing your underwear like that's so no. weird it is weird <laughs> Yes, yeah, that is weird yeah, this, this is all <laughs> I never wear underwear <laughs> I'm being I know See, exactly <laughs> no never <laughs> Yeah. It's just, it's just, and it's very, there's, it's very shame driven. It's very fear driven in my eyes. If I were to ask someone who's in the church right now, they'd be like, Oh no. But when you step out of it, it's like, Oh my gosh, everything is very fear and shame driven because if you don't do this, you don't get into this and then you don't make it into the top tier of heaven. Right. So it's like this, if you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this, then you don't make it into here. And I obviously have a much bigger perspective than that. Now. Um, I've always kind of like said
0: with religion, I'm like, because I grew up going to like um Anglican church and and all that stuff. Nothing, you know, nothing structured, but I remember sitting in it's church. It was still structured, but it wasn't like what you were going yeah. through where it was there was, you know, we didn't have all these strict rules. But I remember sitting in service and and I'll, I'd always have these like it will always question it. And I would always be like, Well, why do we need to do this to be loved? Or I would see something that wasn't love, because I always envisioned religion to be pure love mm-hmm. because they teach how God is pure love. And so, I, and I remember questioning and being like, well, why wouldn't they accept, you know, being bisexual or whatever, if it's pure love, I couldn't understand that. It's like, how can you have it one way, but you won't have it another way. And what I've kind of realized now is like what religion is, is an aspect of fear. Yeah. And there should never be fear in loving source
3: yeah oh yeah, Never. fear and love like just don't coexist it's like no. it's fear or it's love yeah exactly so, yeah. yeah so it's either the light
0: or the dark
2: right
3: yeah well,
0: totally and we're all talking <laughs> and that's what i realized too we're all talking about the same thing like in retrospect but religion is like these shoot-offs of like source. from source that but that man has created yes. to create control and fear. So whatever one you're sitting in, it doesn't matter. There's an aspect of fear in every single one. And the fear is you won't go to heaven if you don't do this, 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 this type of thing. Oh, absolutely.
3: Yeah. If you think about it, it is the, like, I look at Mormonism from stepping back and it's like, this is the perfect story to keep people committed to an organization, to keep Mm -hmm. them donating money and funding all of these crazy things Like, I don't know if you guys know this, but um the LDS church has like seven billion dollars and they own more land than anyone in Florida. And they have millions of churches building all these temples. I mean, like they're they could solve world hunger. And wow. that was one thing that really um broke my shelf. And I'll explain what that means in a second, is yep. the tithing that I was that I was donating every month. So we have to donate 10% of our income every month. Wow. So all that, all of that when I realized that they weren't actually donating that all to charity and they have like stockpiles of cash, I was like, what is going on? And then I started asking questions and it's like, why does the church need $7 billion? And the- like, what is that for? And it's like, you guys yeah. could be helping people. You could literally solve world hunger. Like mm-hmm. you could be doing so much with that. And that is money that I was donating under the, like knowing that you were going to help people and serve people. Yes. And that's not what's happening. So. And that, you have like- to like being you part of the to. church, is mean, something that you have to, or if you don't do it, you don't get into the temple and you don't get to heaven. Oh my God. You don't get to layer. That just blows heaven. my mind. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. It's pretty crazy. Know. I mean, That's we could talk medical. about the ins and outs of that, like all day long there. It's yeah. so complex. Wow. It's so complex. So when I said, um, breaking break, it broke my shelf. Yeah. yeah. Or I put it on my shelf. So um, ex-Mormons kind of have this term of like our shelf broke so it's like when we start questioning things we just put them on our shelf you know just ignore mm. it put it on the shelf but eventually right. your shelf breaks because there's so, so many things that are yes. on there wow Because it gets to a point where like you can't you can't justify it anymore there's a lot of people that are moving towards more oh what is the word here's the, with the words again words are, hard. <laughs> <laughs> words are hard we love that you've adopted um, that <laughs> It's like the opposite of Orthodox help me out here. Like just more relaxed Mormonism, more like open-minded people, people are moving for that. I can't think of the word, but you get what I'm saying. Yes, totally. Um, A lot of people are moving towards that. But for me, it was like, once things started falling apart, it was just done. And I think it's a safety net for people to stay in. And for me, I just say that I graduated because I am grateful for it it caused a lot of shit for me to, to deal with and to work through. And I'm still do I'm still working through all of that. But at the same time, like, I believe we signed up for these things. And I believe that like, I chose this path and I chose to, um, like leave religion and to conquer that, you know, journey. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, anyway, so I met my husband on going back to the story, met my husband on an LDS website and, Yeah. The rest was history. Um, I don't know if that's super, that story is super important. Um, I feel like I could tell you guys a million things. I have so many like shoot shoot offs that are just like wild. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we ended up getting married. We got married in the temple. So I got married in the temple twice. And let me tell you this in order to get a divorce from my first husband from the temple, I had to have his permission to get married again. So the whole thing is just so messed up. And I don't think that fully sunk in until a few months ago And I was like, what? I like actually did that. Like I had to keep contacting him and say, get his permission because men can marry as many women as they want in the temple, but women can only have one husband. So in
2: Mormon um,
3: religion, men can have multiple wives. Technically, no, But kind of so polygamy was like the whole start of Mormonism. And then the prophet said, Oh, no more. Um, and then that stopped. But obviously there was a break off and now there's still polygamy that is that stemmed from Mormonism. Okay. Um but okay, so it's kind of hard to explain. So getting sealed means you're with someone for eternity. Okay. Even after this life. So like me getting married in the temple to someone says like, I'm with you for eternity, not just this lifetime. So eternity is like, we're going to oh. be together in heaven in the afterlife. And like, this is our forever.
1: So,
0: okay.
3: so men can do that with as many women as they want. So they could have like 20 wives in the afterlife, but women can only have one have one.
1: That's yeah, bullshit. Go
3: Which, like, I don't I don't care to have more than one husband. That no, was, right? that's not the problem. But the, but if the, I wanted problem the is, option, it's yeah, just there's... so it's just so oppressive to women. And it's it I didn't totally. see that when I was in it, but then stepping out of it and like I needed my ex's approval, like what? That's um, ridiculous. It, yeah, yeah, it's just all of it is bizarre. So, anyways, that was a whole process. We finally got married in the temple. Um, so this was about three years ago, like three ish years ago, when I left the church and kind of how it happened was, um, I would now would explain it as a dark night of the soul. You know, mm-hmm. I was just, things were piling up so fast. And so I sat my husband down and I'm like, babe, I have some questions. I'm really struggling with the church right now. He's like, cool. Like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it in a couple of days. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. So in between those couple of days of, like him going to answer my questions because he knows all the things he went on a mission. He served, he can answer any of my questions. So I felt good about that. Mm -hmm. So in those two days, I was like listening. I was binging. I was not, I was not focused on work. I was just like in the depths of this information that, um, I had found. And funny enough, I actually found it because someone in Senagent's left the church. Oh no Um, way. And I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, yeah. This is a crazy story. I feel like I need to tell this. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, bouncing. Yeah. Do it. Do I'm it. Bouncing it. Everywhere.
1: No, okay. So not.
3: this girl, you might know her Tamra Lords. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard the name. Yeah. She, yeah. You, I'm sure you'll rec- you'd recognize her. So, um, I didn't know her like at all. We just became Facebook friends and it was because both of us were struggling with anxiety. Okay. And so we kind of made that connection. So one day I woke up and I had this like very strong feeling I needed to reach out to her. So I was like, Oh, cool. I'm going to reach out to her. So I reached out to her just assuming, you know, it was an anxiety connection, reach out to her. I'm like, Hey, are you doing okay? Are you dealing with anxiety right now? And she's like, Oh my gosh, my world has been tipped upside down. We found out all this stuff about my church. I'm like really struggling. And she just, she just goes off and tells me all these things. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, can I ask what church you're a part of? And she's like, I'm part of um, the Mormon church. And I was like, what? Mm. I was like, I'm, I said, I had no idea you're Mormon because she does not, she did not look like a Mormon. I didn't either. We both had colored hair. Yeah. Um, we just didn't look like the typical Mormon. So I yeah. just did not assume that that's what she was dealing with. So I asked her, do you mind sharing with me what you found? And so she just like dumped all this info oh my on me. God. And that's when I asked my husband like that night, like, Hey, stuff has come up. Like I need to ask you about these things. I'm finding stuff that I have never been told in my life about mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Um, so over those, yeah, over those two days, I was just like researching and reading and realizing that a lot of truth was hidden. Like a lot mm-hmm. of truth. It was hidden on the church website. Um, it was hidden in other places, just like pieces of truth were shared and other pieces were not and it rocked my world like wow I'm talking I just felt sick I was depressed I had so much anxiety I was just like this can't this can't this cannot be happening because the
2: crumbling like the rock yeah, like that, the
3: rug just came yeah. out from under and it's and tower it's, moment yeah your tower oh,
1: moment
0: sure. of the, the crumbling and, it, and it's like once you isn't it funny though once that opens up a crack yeah it's like you can't shut that you can't out oh, sure.
2: now what you know, and there's yeah. no
3: turning back. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And some people came gradually just be like, eh, not for me and leave. But yeah. for me, I had, I felt like I had based every life decision, my day-to-day decisions, my day-to-day actions, everything was based around this religion. And so it was a really hard for me to swallow. So I went from like, asking, telling my husband, I wanted to ask him questions to two days later, I had to sit him down and tell him I was completely done. Oh I was like, God. I'm done. And the first thing he said is he wanted a divorce. And <gasps> did he, that was out of fear, obviously yeah, he was terrified. Yeah. And oh obviously, God. I mean, we, we didn't get divorced a couple no, hours. No. <laughs> you didn't
0: No. but <laughs> well, I'm like, it's
3: scared. amazing how like even
0: that oh, yeah. How much? Because I couldn't imagine the fight or flight reaction, right? Totally. Oh, for sure. And the fact that both of you were completely, obviously engrossed in this, and then all of a sudden you have one partner go, "I'm done. I'm not done doing this." So like that's
2: how you guys built your relationship, likely on you know the, that, oh, yeah. that within that
3: structure so then when someone's wow. like i can't do that anymore of course the other person is going
1: to be scared about that totally well, and the,
3: big, the biggest thing in a relationship when you're mormon is that the other person is mormon it's not anything yeah. else so it's like yeah. when that piece yeah. of your foundation breaks apart yeah. it's like do i even like this person anymore because we got married because we were both mormon yeah you know? yeah so i'm not saying there wasn't love there because there was love there but our yeah. core thing that we both had in common was that we were mormon so yeah. wow So yeah, that was a rough, um, that was a rough week. Um, I decided that I wanted to tell everyone like as quick as possible, because for me, I feel like I can't be authentic and move forward unless I speak my truth. Um, and that was really hard for a lot of people. So I, um, we told our parents and I was so scared, horrific. It was horrible. It was horrible. Just thinking about it still makes my, my body just like cringe. So I told my parents first and they basically just said, we don't want to know why you're leaving. We don't ever want to talk about this again. We're disappointed in you. Like, and this is the end of the conversation. And three years later, they've not said a word to me about it. Like nothing. Are they still part of your life? Yes. They actually live a street away from us, but this just shows you the communication piece is not there in my family. Like, yeah, Mm-hmm. There is not anything beyond surface level communication at all in my family. And I get it because I see how both of my parents grew up and that's how they grew up. There, there just wasn't this deep connection and communication. And so that's just not, there just wasn't space for that growing up. And so, yeah, I mean, that's were something i struggled with my whole life.
0: I bet. Oh God, I bet. Well, were you scared that they would end the relationship with you? I, is that
3: something? I wasn't scared about my parents ending the relationship. Um, I was more scared about my husband's parents ending their relationship. relationship. Well, just like in general, because they're, I would say my parents are more like casual Mormons. Like they'll stand up for it to the death, but they don't actually go to church very much. So it's a very, very interesting. Yes. Um, and most of my siblings aren't Mormon either. So I only, as of now, I only have one sister who's still in the church and then my parents.
1: Were you the first to
3: leave? No, I wasn't. My, My siblings just never went to church. Like three of them just never went. They had no desire. And I think that's what rocked my parents' world the most is I'm the oldest child I was like the straight A student. I followed all the rules. I did everything for my parents. I I did everything to make them like approve of me.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: And so when they told me like on the phone, like we are so disappointed, we thought you were going to be the only one to make it. That's what they told me.
1: Um, that's a lot of pressure. That
3: was like a lot of deconstructing for me because I had to Mm -hmm. step back and realize like they're scared. And yeah. this has nothing to do with me. This is their crap. Like they get to deal with this. This is not my, this is not my stuff. So, um, telling Saunders parents was so awful. It was so awful. It still yeah. like makes me cringe. Um, so yeah. his parents came over. I called my parents on the phone because we didn't live by them at the time. Mm-hmm. And then his parents came over and it was, a, uh, it just makes me uh, so uncomfortable. So yeah. all of us were in the room and, my husband and his parents basically like talked about me. Like I wasn't there. Like, let's pray for her. Let's put her name in the temple. Let's, oh let's, let's get the missionaries over here to talk to her. Hope she's going to come back. This is just a phase. And I was like, what is going on? And wow. I didn't have, I had not stepped into my truth or my voice or anything at that point. So I just let them sit there and do their thing and talk. And like, I did not yeah. say anything, um but i felt terrible and obviously i said things to my husband after i was like that wasn't in- like that was insane and he didn't really yeah. see my perspective but i'm like you guys literally just sat there like i was dying and like oh she'll come back she'll be fine this is just a phase i'm like this is not a phase like this is oh. not me leaving to go drink or leaving to go get tattoos like this is all about what i just found all the information i found and that i know to be true that's what this yeah. is about so um, yeah.
2: did you yeah. share, did you share that information that you read and that you found with your
3: husband? Um, yes. And funny enough, he said he had already read it and I was like, what the, what I, You didn't <laughs> tell me and you're still in it. Like what is going on? Oh so no. He actually had quite a few friends leave the church. And so he had read that information. Like he knew why they left. And so he read it, but you guys, he was so in it. Yeah. And yeah. he was so in it. He just played mental. Ge- it was just mental gymnastics. Yeah. It was did just like, leave? sorry, well, I was
2: going to ask, did he leave the church with you or did he stay in the church and then come and
3: then leave later? So we kind of both had different perspectives on this, which I think is interesting. People have asked us recently and I'm like, that is not what happened. Um, <laughs> But he He's claims, <laughs> I'll tell his side of the story. He claims that he left um, shortly after because of me, but I, I feel like it was more his experiences. So obviously he stopped going to church because we didn't want to have this division in our home. Um, well, he didn't want to have this division. I was totally fine with him going to church and taking the kids, but he didn't want to go alone. So I can see that part. Um, but I do think one of my gifts I feel like in this lifetime is like influencing, um, Mm -hmm. and just by living my life, yeah, and yeah. people seeing that change. And so I think that's, I think that's for me, my perspective is that he saw me, um, grow so much and mm-hmm. change and evolve and become happy and to step into my power that he was like, well, maybe there's something here. So
1: wow. his
3: evolution really came after, I would say like three to six months after he was like, tiptoeing out and then six months to, uh, eight months he was, he was out. Yeah. How did his parents oh. react? Oh, not good. Yeah. <laughs> not good <Poor> guy. <laughs> um, so they blamed me at first and he had okay. to go sit down with them and tell him like, this is, has nothing to do with her. Um, this is all have been my experiences. This is my choice. I'm an adult. This is not Jalen like dragging me out. So he's had a really good he has good communication with his parents so they have hard conversations when they need to which I'm Mm -hmm. super grateful for because that is a hard that's a hard dynamic yes Um, but yeah so after we told our parents it got really dark the next day because his parents put a lot of stuff on me Mm
1: -hmm. and I
3: started questioning like oh my gosh am I ruining my like am I never gonna see my family again like after this life is this like am I ruining this because they're like you're literally ruining your family's salvation. Like you're not going to see your family in heaven anymore. And this is going to be all your fault. Like all this stuff was put on me. And so the next day was very, very dark. Um, I actually tried to commit suicide and I'm, I'm very open about all this on social media. I did eventually share that story and that experience, which is Really hard it's still hard to talk about totally um because I can't imagine like not being here but that's like this mm-hmm. that's the space I was in and I feel like I needed to have that experience mm-hmm. just like the polarity of life right I had to yeah. I went to the depths of hell that day mm-hmm. yeah and then a couple days later I feel like I was complete polar opposite like I came mm-hmm. out like bigger than ever I feel like I had to have that experience. Yeah. Um, my angels were for sure. They're protecting me because somehow I'm alive. So yeah. wow. um, I was still supposed to be here. So yeah, yeah that was a rough experience. And then, um, Sonder knew about it and that was really hard for him and he was angry at me. And mm-hmm. that was, that was another thing we had to work through. Right. Ugh. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of heavy heaviness coming through that. Um, and I will say the the biggest thing that really, skyrocketed us forward was working with plant medicine oh. um, yeah our first experience interested in this
0: yeah she's been very yeah. kind of like yeah i
2: keep it she, keeps coming into my awareness so now i'm paying attention
0: yeah so here yes. you go
3: it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> so your next our, time
3: it's your next <laughs> yeah <time. laughs> so people usually say like start with mushrooms do a journey with that we just went straight to ayahuasca we had no <laughs> idea what it was so we actually did research um we watched documentaries and we're like, Oh, this is interesting. Like this is calling to us. And a week later, someone reached out to me on Facebook that I had never even met and was like, Hey, I have this experience. I'm wondering if you guys would be interested. And I was like, yes, like, yes. Um, this is coming to us for a reason. So yes. So we go to this retreat. Um, and Sandra almost bailed like two days before he was like, I don't, he was, he was kind of in a phase of like, he left Mormonism and he's like, I don't want spirituality in my life anymore. Like I'm just done. Right. And wow. at that point, like we didn't believe in anything. I was like, no God, no Jesus. Like not, I was just like, no, Total like opposite. it was so, it was so hard to not be angry mm-hmm. at all of that in general. And so I just had to completely start at ground zero and drop everything yeah. and just be in that space. I just had yeah. to be in that space. So, um, because even people saying like God and Christ and it was very triggering for me. Totally. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we were just at nothing. So he's like, I don't want to go do the spiritual stuff. And I was like, well, how about we look at it different? It doesn't need to be spiritual. It can just be an experience to help us grow. And he's like, okay, I can get behind that. So we come to Southern Utah, which is where we live now, which is part (laughs) of the craziness. So we come to Southern Utah for this experience with a shaman changed our lives. We were both individually told we needed to sell our $2 million dream house and move to St. George and completely just change everything, um, which ended up being, uh, the biggest blessing in like in disguise. So we, yeah, we built, I mean, we spent a lot, the two previous years and, you know, because you were in oh, yeah. yeah. um, just like Senegence was in this booming phase and Sondra and I were very much chasing, the things like yeah. we wanted the dream house all we wanted the, toys. the car. yeah yes. materialistic stuff well yes. I watched this
0: this beautiful house because I you you
2: were watched the journey through Instagram through
0: Instagram so I watched this journey through this beautiful house and I was like wow you guys built it right yeah yeah you guys yeah. built it and and I was just like wow this is amazing I watched you decorate it all of the things I was like totally in amazement and then I remember when all of a sudden you announced on Instagram that you guys were, and I was like, what the? <laughs> like, cause I wasn't even on my spiritual journey at that point. Yeah. And I just remember being like, what? How could they, they put all this effort in here? How are they selling it and going somewhere? I just blew my mind. Again, I just remember being like, what the hell? And I'll be honest, when you first started going down your spiritual journey and started sharing, I remember I was like, oh, oh, I don't know if I can follow her anymore Something's <laughs> And I, re- and I remember, cause it's so funny though, when you, when you say people have to be at the right,
2: it's all about timing. It's all
0: about timing. And at that time I was like, mm, I don't Well, and it. Though. It says planting seeds too. Like, yeah. Totally, and if you're totally. not if you're not there, if you're and not look at where that, we are now. Well, yeah, and because I, <laughs> I just remember being like, "Oh, what's happening?" And I just and I was just kind of like, "Oh," because you know you were talking about the the things and all the stuff, and and I wasn't there yet. Um, just like when I first started watch or connecting with Elizabeth April, I remember yeah. being like, "Oh." Mm, that's a little too far for me, um and then now I'm like on her subscription, and and I'm like, you know, you say anything, Elizabeth April, and I'm like, it's God. Um, it's I, like I literally it's these, these words from. I'm just like, I love her, and so it's so amazing how, depending on where you're at, because then I remember like coming, not that I left your page, but I remember like all of a sudden you, I came across your page again, and I, and everything you were saying was resonating, and I was like, man, isn't that crazy how you can be in two. Different points, and it's like until you get to that point, you can't understand what this what this means. Yeah, you well, know? it's
3: just a, it's just a different frequency. Yeah, totally. it's like in religion, I was at this frequency, and it's not a it's not a good or bad or a higher or a lower. It's just different. It's just a different frequency. And yeah. as I've like left religion and dropped everything, and then kind of just been on this self discovery and not, not that I was ever lost, but just coming home to who I always was and like yes. peeling off these layers of religion and these stories that people have always told me and all these things. Um, and I will yeah. say sentence is the reason I'm here, like 1000% sentence mm-hmm. really helped me step into my power and it gave me a voice and it yeah. gave me a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could, I could go on about that forever, but that is most personal is like growth. A, Right yeah. for you
0: too, because like you were, I remember seeing you invited to talk at some of these big events. Like they're big in this in the U.S. and and like not in Canada, not so much. um <laughs> And so okay. just a little baby events. Um, and so I, but I remember like you talking how you don't like to public speak and the anxiety and. So even that pushing you, and I agree with you in the sense of Senegence, because I never did, and and we've talked about this, I said, oh, I was put on this path, Mm -hmm. going in, it was my first um, MLM, whatever you want to call it, that I'd ever worked, or ever done, and I remember starting like a Facebook page, and I remember just all these things, even taking selfies I never did, and all of a sudden it just became, and it made me grow as a person and step out of my, and so I agree with you in the sense, it set me up for even you and I being on Instagram now and doing reels and all these things, it was the the starting point for me to if step out built
2: the skills that you needed. I built
0: the skill. It gave me the skills that I needed to do what we're doing today. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy yeah. enough.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So that was, yeah. I, I always give credit to Senegens because I think it also helped me see that there's good people outside of Mormonism. Um, I'm definitely in a bubble here. And so you don't, it's like, you're either Mormon or you're not. And people feel bad for you. Like you're lost and you don't know the truth. Wow. And so when I got outside of this bubble and moat, like a lot of sentients obviously is not Mormon. A lot of them are, but a lot aren't. Yeah. And I looked around and I was like, Oh my gosh, these people are amazing. And they're not Mormon. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that was just another piece that I was like, okay, there's more, there's more here. So wow. It- and yeah, I wouldn't have known Tamra if I wasn't in Senegens. Like okay. everything led me to this. And then in a lot of my spiritual experiences, like I've been told that the makeup, even though the makeup is here for my creativity and I have so much fun with it, but that's not my purpose in Senegens. My purpose is influence and to coaching. And I've helped a lot of people actually leave the church too in Senegens. So it's yeah. just like, it's really cool to just know that our path is just so much bigger than we realize. And even maybe we go down this path that it might not turn out how we thought it was. We maybe met one person that changed our life down the road, or one person that we're supposed to connect with down the road, or one person that said something one time that just like completely expanded our awareness. So it's really cool to like look back and see just all these different paths and where they led me. But sentence was a huge one and that like really gave me a voice to speak up for myself. So that was a big, yeah. a big, big part of my journey. So um, okay. Back to the ayahuasca. Yeah. So, yes. so um, we go to the ceremony. Yeah. We're both told that we're supposed to move to the desert. Like individually Definitely. we're told. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're both That's told crazy. we're supposed to move to the desert and in our heads, we're like, cool, let's get out of Utah. So we booked a flight literally the next week to Arizona and we just like looked for houses and looked and looked and things were just not working out. So Sandra was like, what if we move to Southern Utah? And I was like, I don't want to go. I like, I want to get out of Utah. Like yeah. I want diversity. I don't want to be stuck in Utah. Um, and so we looked in Arizona so hard, we tried and tried and tried and things just did not work out. Like nothing worked out. So we eventually, yeah. um, when our house finally sold, it was a higher price point. So it took a lot longer to sell than we had anticipated. um we moved down here in i want to say february like two Mm -hmm. almost two years ago Um, yeah Mm -hmm. so we ended up we ended up here and it's been the most beautiful experience like just having more freedom and we've been able instead of being like a slave to a mortgage like a house mortgage and and lots of like weird feelings there we've been able to like focus on our healing and traveling and like providing our kids with more experiences so it's just been really I don't know and we found our soul family here like everything everything happens how it's supposed to and it's just really cool to see like to step back and to be able to trust and know ourselves that like our, our path is just so much bigger than we realize it just blows my mind every single day
2: Totally. So as you transition, like you're into more of a spiritual and flowy type of lifestyle and listening to your intuition and going with those, um, you know, the energy is like, okay, we're receiving obstacle here. So let's pivot over here and just kind of trusting in that. So Sonder, your husband just kind of like did it too. And so as you grew, were you teaching him or did you guys kind of
3: grow together into, um, into like this new way? So we, our last podcast episode, we actually were joking about this because he is like the world's biggest skeptic and I will be into something. And he's like, that's dumb. Like, crystal, <laughs> right? crystals, he's like, what? Like, that's dumb. And then that's like, that's like my yeah. husband. <laughs> and then like a month later, he'll have an, his own experience with like a crystal. And he will be like, now he's like sleeping with one of my crystals. And it's just like, I get so annoyed. Cause I'm like, if you would just listen to me the first time, like everything I've told you has always become something so like why don't you just yeah. believe me the first time <laughs> but he, ha- he just time? Has had his own experience he's yeah. just like so skeptical and like I don't know it's funny so we joked about that on our podcast episode like this last week yeah um, yeah I heard that one <laughs> oh my gosh it's just like I I used to roll my eyes to be annoyed but now I'm like okay I'm gonna tell you about this and then you're gonna hear about it like in uh three months from Joe Rogan and you're gonna want to try it so <laughs> like just let me know like you know, when you have questions, yeah.
0: so. I think that's a husband wife thing. Like, it doesn't matter what I say. If I suggest something to my husband, it's like, it's like, he doesn't even hear what I'm saying. It's instantly no. And then if somebody else suggests it and then all of a sudden it was like, Oh yeah, I was talking to such and such. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs>
3: I think that's a husband thing. Yeah. yeah, It's, no. it is hilarious. Okay. Remind me what your question even was. Cause I just went off on a tangent.
2: Oh, if, um, Sondra kind of evolved with the spirituality as you did, but it sounds like he's kind of like still legs a little bit in the sense of like, you're like moving forward. I can just see you kind of like forging forward and he's just kind of like behind you doing it too, but not as like
3: intensely. Yeah. Not as intentionally. intentionally
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
3: would say that's pretty accurate, but I will say more recently, he's really stepped into the, the spirituality side of things. Um, but I definitely would say I'm deaf. I am definitely like, I'm always looking for things and I'm always wanting to expand. And I'm always like, you know, trailblazer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think for sure. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I just, I love, I love how
0: your relationship was able to move. Yeah. Evolve. Like that's pretty, that's pretty darn amazing to have that completely kind of turn around, like, you know, that would have been very hard, obviously, when all of a your partner's gone from here to here and just how even Sondra was able to pivot and work through it himself to be able to see the other side too. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's amazing. And that now you both are experiencing these amazing things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I
3: think the most important part there is when we, like my goal in life is just to be in a state of neutrality. Like I don't want to be, I do never want to be extreme anything. I don't want to be extreme this way, extreme this way. I feel like peace and love are just in that neutral space. So when Sonder and I are able to meet each other in neutrality, like there's no judgment, it's just love. And I'm not, I'm not judging him for where he's at. He's not judging me for where I'm at. And that really helped us. And I'm not saying we didn't have triggers or we didn't have like bumps, but over the last few years of like going through our journey, being able to accept each other for where we were at and like not putting pressure on each other for like, you need to be here or you need to be here or you need to be doing this. Like that really enabled us to grow at our own pace and to yeah. kind of like find our find our path really. Yeah. Kudos to you guys for yeah. that,
0: right? That Thank takes you. a lot. That takes a lot. And I was listening to your latest podcast and <laughs> I told Mandy, because we both I think resonate with this with um like sexuality and as a star seed struggling. In that sense, like, and I know that that episode really—you had a lot of people reach out saying how much they resonate with that story, and and I can speak for myself. I definitely resonate with that. That's always been a struggle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I love how again, both of you are kind of like working through that and even understanding, like, what Elizabeth April said. She said that we start our light workers were targeted in past lives, right? Yeah. This way. And I was like, oh my God, that just like that, you know, when you get those pings where somebody says something and you're like, oh my God, that's truth. Like yeah. that just felt right. And I was like, oh my God, that it's true. And it explains where you're at in this lifetime. And even myself and mm-hmm. understanding why I struggle, um, with that, um, with intimacy, with intimacy yeah. and, and yeah, like, and I, and I struggle. Yeah. I really struggle with that. Like, especially with my husband, if he, if he suggests it, it's like all, all of a sudden I'm like, ew, like yep. why would you? Even, it has to come from my terms, and yeah. so again, you can tell that there's a trauma there, mm-hmm. right? That yeah. there was some type of trauma in the past because, like, why do I have to have control over that? Why, when he says it, I'm like <sighs> to- totally turned off <laughs> by that. My <I'm> like, poor <laughs> oh, guy. I can see her
2: face right now. She's like disgusted.
0: Oh, <laughs> my poor husband. And that's the thing. My husband is like. Mm, atheist I would say he doesn't believe in anything um and so that's definitely like he supports me in whatever I want to do but does not believe in any of that so it's not like I can go to him and say the past life (laughs) (laughs) this happened to me so understand where I'm coming from (laughs) yeah yeah I should record it (laughs) (laughs) I should record it because I think the face is going to be blank (laughs) I think it's gonna be blank. Um, now you're going to Egypt. She's going to Egypt. Can we come? I'm like, this yeah. is. We're
2: there. we'll meet you in front of the pyramids.
0: Is like, this is exciting.
2: Pyramid number three. Oh yeah, you're number three.
3: Little <laughs> one. Oh my <laughs> god, I would love to go. Like, yeah, when when are you going? That.
0: No, the like
2: the first
3: twelve-ish days of November. And
2: were you feeling like called?
3: Is this like something that you're you were receiving messages around and. Yeah. So that, that's one of the things that Elizabeth April channeled was that I have ties, like my sex sexuality, like Tantra, like there's a a lot of ties to Egypt Mm -hmm. and she didn't go in depth with that. So I'm very curious. I'm going to, I think I actually have a session with her in October and um the the same group thing that I just did. So I get asked two Mm -hmm. questions. So um, how do you get those? So she opened it, she opened it randomly and was like, okay, guys, you can book online. I don't know if they're all booked. You should check. I should check. I, I, yeah, I should check. (laughs) Yeah. You should check because it's life-changing to me. It's life-changing. She can channel anything. So it's just like, so cool. So I might ask her, um, to dive deeper on that Egypt connection, but here's the crazy thing. So she channeled that told me about Egypt. Egypt has never been in my mind. I haven't been like, Oh, I want to go to Egypt. The next morning at like 6am, my friend who I also met through Senegens texted me and was like, Hey, I had a weird random feeling. I felt like I needed to text you and offer you this like Egypt trip that my friends are going on <laughs> or yes, like, make my- that up. yeah. No. So it's like a community that she's a part of in Texas and they're all yeah. going to Egypt. And then there's me and my husband. So I said yes that wow. day. And I was like, we're going to figure this out. Like it will work out, but there's no way that that happened. And then the next day I got off for an Egypt trip. So I didn't even question it. I just booked it.
2: Yeah. So we're going to Egypt.
3: (laughs) That's exciting. Um, And now I'm seeing Egypt stuff everywhere. Like I went to, I just like everywhere. Like I went to the store or went to the piercing shop to get this changed out. Yeah. Um, and, And she was putting it on me and the, the assistant was like, oh my gosh, that's so Egyptian. Have you ever got that? And so it's just like since oh then i have it's never been in my awareness and now it's yeah. like everywhere so i'm like okay i get it i'm supposed to be there <laughs> i love that i can't wait to hear
2: about your trip because it, like i bet you like it feels like a lot of activating and activations are going to happen while you're there Huge. and a lot of like big downloads are going to come for you because you're going to be in that like that frequency or that vortex of energy that is just kind of like waiting for you to align with
0: well the universe is guiding you there for a reason right so that's absolutely darn exciting that it's kind of like okay universe i i hear you i see you it's like you are bringing me here that's where i'd be like i can't wait to see what happens
3: yeah oh yeah i'm excited i'm also trying to go in with no expectations. Totally. Cause I don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to be healed of all my sexual trauma. <laughs> like I would love for that to happen, but I also, no. I don't want to leave feeling disappointed because I didn't, I totally. didn't get activated in the ways that I, that I was hoping. So or ex- or but, expecting, yeah. you might even go through that activation period as
2: like, you know, being down or like sick, you might yeah. get sick while you're there yeah. or like, you Not might even way. be
3: like clearing stuff while you're there.
2: Yeah. yeah for sure. I mean, yeah. it could be,
3: it could be anything. So yeah. I'm go yeah, we're going into it completely open and our experience from our podcast, we were, I was shown again, working with me- another kind of medicine. Um, I was shown. So the guy that's taking us, he does yes. like holographic sound healing, um, experiences and he's helped heal people from like cancer and all sorts of things. Oh, wow. So it's like a big deal. Um and that's not why we were going it was the Egypt thing and then we found yeah, out yeah. he gets like private entrances into the temples um where no one's there and he's going to do this sound this holographic sound healing experience mm. for us so in my medicine journey last week I was shown that that's going to be like a really big healing piece for me Ooh. and I was just like, mind blown. Guess, like <laughs> Wait, I'm blown like like goosies I just getting s- goosies
2: me too when you say your um medicine what did you call it your um you were shown in your
3: I called it medicine journey. I don't know medicine. how much you guys care. I say on here. I can totally say Total. what it is. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. It's it was MDMA Molly. Okay. Yep. So you yep. took that, that to, right. to risk to go on a bit of a journey, and then yeah. You So yeah. So the intention behind um, that journey was to connect with my husband, and funny enough, it was because that like sexual connection, right? We. Yeah. Um, we're not fully, when we decided to do it, we were not aware of the past, um, like the past life trauma and the sex trafficking. Like that was not in our awareness at all. Yeah. And so we got this medicine and our intention was just to connect. Like we need this deep connection. Like maybe we can unlock something here. Yeah. yeah. So that was our intention. And then every time we try to do it, it didn't work out. Something would happen. And just like, it never worked out. And it finally things aligned perfectly. So I knew that that was the night it was supposed to happen. Um, And it was last, like last Friday, but Mm -hmm. that was the most like spiritual experience of my life. And MBMA is man-made. It's not a plant. Like Mm -hmm. I was so against anything that was not from the earth, Right. Um, but we were being called to that. And I, I was hearing my friends experiences and just different things. And so I'm like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Like if this medicine can help us, like it can help us. It doesn't matter if it's man-made or from the earth, like we're going to just experience it. So it literally, you guys, I had downloads for three days straight. Like I was like an open vessel. I, it was the most spiritual magical experience. Like ayahuasca takes you to the depths. Um, mushroom is like 50% taking you to the depths. Like you can have really cool experiences and like, you know, just dip into past lives and trauma and all these things. But this was on a whole different level. It was crazy wow. Wow. in the most beautiful, beautiful way possible. So, yeah. um, yeah, it was an amazing experience and it just, it really opened us up and showed us like those things that showed us the why we we're going to Egypt. Yeah. And we're actually going to film another podcast episode and share like exactly everything that happened and what came up for us because it was like Saunders struggling with like two big things in his life. And then yeah. me struggling with two big things. One of those being sexuality, yeah. Um, and all of those things were solved that night. Like, we saw yeah. everything so clear, and we it's kind of like a true serum, you can't lie, yeah, yeah, um, while you're on this. So, it just com- it's an open heart medicine, so it completely opens your heart. And you literally can't lie, you can't, there's no fear, there's no nothing, you are open hearted, there's no judgment. Um, we told each other a lot of things that in normal life it might have been upsetting or it might have triggered, you know, or been like, oh man, that sucks but yeah, yeah. it was so received with so much love and so much gratitude and like, Oh my gosh, we get to work through this. And wow. uh, it, was just, it was so beautiful. Like it, I, I had no idea what I was in for. So that's it's amazing. like, it removes
0: the blocks. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? That oh, we are sure. in yeah,
3: the, yeah, that we put the there. judgment. Yeah. And so like, we have these blocks and
0: programs and stuff that, you know, as much as you're on this healing path and like, I always feel like there's always something to heal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, it's like in a way it just like fast tracks it and takes away all the blocks. So you're completely open for that time. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think you can do a a bypass of healing for per se, like I, they, they end up coming back up, um, and you have to work through them, but it's kind of nice. Like, that's how I envision it as it's like the curtain drops. So you can actually get clear vision. Mm -hmm. And then yes, you have to continue to work through it now. Question about that. So, um, where do you get it? No, No. So, okay. So I'm like, I'm so curious about, I've never done the only, the, the most I've ever done is pot. And I was like, you need to take me to the hospital because I, <laughs> because I panicked. Um, So I have like, you know, I've had a lot of anxiety growing up and stuff like that, which has gotten way better, obviously with this kind of like spiritual opening. And so yeah. that's my one thing is that, cause like, there's a part of me that's like curious and then there's, then it's that fear part where I'm like, oh my God, what if you take something and you freak out? And so I'm just curious in that sense of like, how, how did you, cause you went from nothing to all of a sudden trying these different, uh, even the plant medicine, like, mm-hmm. and I know you have anxiety. So how do you deal with that? Cause that's where I guess my like losing control. Um, I'm scared I will do something. And then all of a sudden be like, Merdi, take me to the hospital. I like,
3: yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think like the biggest lesson here and the biggest lesson with plant medicine is, is complete surrender. You have to surrender. Um, yeah. I would still say I'm, I felt in control. Like mm-hmm. I have never felt like I was completely out of control, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I think, um, who said it? Someone said it on a podcast and I loved it. They said, maybe it was Joe Rogan, maybe it was Aubrey Marcus, I don't know. But yeah. basically like the frequency that you go into the mm. medicine with is kind of like what your experience is going to go, going yeah. to be. So if you're going in with fear, you're going to be met with fear. Yeah. Um, and then that also another beautiful thing that I've kind of learned through um, the use of plant medicine is when I get anxiety, that's yeah. usually something trying to come up and process. So even mm. with MBMA. Um, a lot of people don't experience like anxiety or anything, but I got nauseous a couple of times and that's because there was things trying to come up and I was literally trying to like, no, no pressing mm-hmm. to like put them down. And then as soon as it comes up, it just goes away instantly. So it's wow. kind of, it's like first you, yeah, you have to surrender. Yeah. And then too, if anxiety comes up, it's, it's just fear or it's your body trying to talk to you. And it's like, you just breathe through it and then like, allow it to be, you can observe it, um, see where the lessons are coming from. But yeah. I don't, I mean, I think you guys are in such a good place and you've done a lot of work and you are in this spot. So Mm -hmm. I think it would be a good fit for you. Um, The people I don't recommend it to are like, they know nothing. They're not in a spiritual space. They just feel like this is going to fix their problem. That I would say no, because they're going to go in and they could be met with a lot of really scary things that are going to come up that they don't know how to process or even Um, understand. mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say like even our first ayahuasca experience, like I had a lot of heavy stuff come up. It was all like sexual trauma, um, a miscarriage that I didn't even realize I had because I was going through so much trauma during that time, like so much stuff. And if you guys are curious um, about ayahuasca, we did a deep dive and we shared all our first three experiences on our, on our podcast, so, Okay, like in depth details. So you can kind of get a glimpse at should, yeah, what it's like, and every experience is so different. So I feel like I've healed from a lot of like my big things. I feel like this sexual, you know, the sexual healing piece is like my last big piece. And Elizabeth April even said that as well, that yeah. this is like my last thing. My chakras are really clear. So I feel like this is my last, this is the last time thing. on earth
1: yeah that's yeah. what
3: elizabeth
0: april said like this is Me her too. last go
3: <laughs> i'm stoked I, know. I'm not coming back. Just so I got like a big old smile when she said that i was like oh sweet
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> so true i know i know i'm like yeah we're just like wow that's so awesome that's and yeah. guess where you, so mandy's gonna like lose it you're going to mount shasta, shasta. yeah
3: on friday right. on friday She's yeah. that's to- not very far from where we live and and what are you? You're doing a sweat. We're doing a sweat lodge with like a Native American shaman. What you and Saundra? Yeah. So we're going with like all our best friends here, like the people that mm-hmm. we've met over the last like year and a half. So we, that that whole thing is a crazy story in yeah. itself. Um, and it's not my story to share really, but mm-hmm. um, how things, how things happened to get us there is just, it's just so crazy. But oh, I, I mean, that. you guys it just shows, um, I'm so connected to Mount Shasta. I love mm-hmm. Mount
2: Shasta. I, I, I'm waiting to, to go and to visit and experience Mount Shasta myself. Yeah. Cause I'm also very connected to Lemuria.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So, and I, I understand, you know, Lemuria and Shasta are also very connected. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, when I heard,
0: when I heard Jalen say, she, I was like, Oh man,
2: <laughs> I'll see you there so <laughs> yeah. I'll at the bottom of the mountain. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I hear it, I hear it's like magical and I it wasn't something I was ever felt called to, but my friend has had some crazy experiences that led her here and then led her to the shaman who's doing like a private session with us. So we're all just like showing up, we're there to support our friend and just see what comes out of it. And I'm like I'm hoping that I can get some like clarity in the sweat lodge, you know, just totally so. I'm excited. I love that. That's exciting. Well, I, I hope know. you have a great time. I'm going to be, I'm
0: going to be watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it must be so weird. Like, <laughs> I feel like a stalker, like I know everything, Um, but, but you share it. So, but you know what I mean? It's such a weird, social media is such a weird thing where yeah. you can get to know somebody <laughs> at a distance.
1: And so yes. I think that's
0: why, like, even asking you to come on, I, I mentioned it to Mandy, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want. I'm scared." And uh, and she was just like, "You just need to." And I'm like, "But it's such a weird thing because it's like six years I've been watching this this girl, and I feel like a like I know her. I
1: know her.
0: I
3: know her." And then I'm
0: like, "If she says yes, I'm just gonna lose it." But I think I've been really good. I was a little nervous yeah. about actually coming on, but. Um, I feel completely like, again, like it was no big deal. Like I know you,
3: <laughs> it's, no big deal. it's not, it's not a big deal. I feel, I feel weird when people make things a big deal. Cause I yeah. look at myself, like just this weird human alien trying to figure things out. And when people are like, oh my gosh, it's you. I'm like, "But like, why? Like, I'm it's so just weird. Me. Don't I feel I know. the same way
2: as you. I'm like, yeah. it's
1: just,
2: this is weird. Um, I know. So can I ask you what, um, like what galactic group
3: you feel you resonate with the most? Um okay I'll tell you guys a cool story. Yes. I so it. I, I am connected. She's actually coming to Mount Shasta with us and I'm so excited. She is the most powerful human slash shaman that I've ever met in my entire existence. Like oh my you guys she's so connected so she can basically become your body and see exactly what's going on inside your body, what's going on past lives, what's going on right now. Um on top of the Elizabeth April thing of her telling me about the sex trafficking. Right. So yep. like a week later I did, I did combo and a teepee. I don't know if you remember seeing that. Yep. Um, so she was the shaman and she also was pulling up the same stuff. She was like, okay, so I'm being shown. There's a ton of people trying to stop you energies, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, and this was a big reason they were trying to like dim your light for this life and blah, blah, blah. It's already the stuff Elizabeth April told me. So I was like, okay, cool. I know that. Um, but she is just so connected so my very first session with her um I like I have been told like different things about alien or I wouldn't say even told I've had experiences that I'm like oh am I a part of this so one of my most magical mushroom journeys um I met the mantis beings and so That was crazy. And then the next mushroom journey after that, the mantis beings came to me again. And so I kind of was just like, oh, I'm a mantis. Like that was just, I was like, okay, cool. I'm tall. I'm long. Maybe I'm a mantis, you know, who knows? Um, So I kind of like clung on to that. And then the shaman. So I had a session with her and this was before the combo. I had a session with her and she was like okay this is really cool like you have your own planet and you're the leader of this planet i'm seeing like dragons around you and all these cats and like leopards and cheetahs and and you guys this has been like my thing my whole life is like leopards and cheetahs and um so i've had several experiences after where i felt like two huge dragons standing like by me Mm-hmm. Um, and they're my, gar- they're my earthly guardians. Yeah. So wow. I, just, I got these of these little dragons right here. Oh, wow. Oh, hey. I know people, oh I know people God. can't see them, but
0: <laughs> um, Go check.
3: They're, they're on her arm. arm. Go check her out on
0: Instagram. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So, um, that resonated with me. Like when she told me the beings that were in that room, I was so overcome in a way that I've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And I could feel, I could feel them in the room and I've seen them since then. Mm -hmm. Um, just these huge cats that are so unique and the planet is like all these different colors and they all have wings and it's just so cool. And since then I've had people come to me, like I've had these dreams about you and there's these flying cats and all these colors. I'm like, I've had so many experiences since then. So I don't know what planet I'm from. Like, I do know that I was the leader of some planet and I sacrificed myself and said, I was going to come down here to do this work, um, to help help activate the planet. And it was something that I felt like only I could do. Um, but I know that I have a lot of like angels and guides around me and Mm. it's really cool. Like when I'm in and I've had experiences outside of medicine, I don't want people to think that I'm only having these experiences (laughs) with medicine. Medicine is an amazing tool, but I also want people to know every tool we need is inside of us. Medicine is amazing. And I think it, um, I think sometimes it's a little bit easier because like you said, it's that cur it kind of pulls down that curtain yeah. and it is harder to like get past the ego and the stories and all that stuff to dig, to really see what's going on. So it's a great tool, but it is not required. I've had so many cool experiences, not using medicine, even with just breath work alone, we can activate the DMT yes. inside of our bodies Crazy. and you can have so many cool experiences that way. So, um, yeah, yeah to answer your question, I don't know what planet I'm from, but I like my planet because it has all the animals, (laughs) all the animals. I like it too. Me too.
0: Well, and I feel like we've, you know, especially if your soul has been around for a while, we've experienced many different, right? Oh yeah. I've I've experienced many different and lived in many different uh, planets, right? So it's kind of like all these ones coming together, Mm -hmm. you know, type of thing, like Lyran and all the, you know, like all of it. Yeah. Fascinating. I'm like, oh, I love that so much
2: um okay i have two questions for you Jalen. the first one so just quickly you mentioned that all this information that you received about the church so if somebody who's listening they're like well i want to i want to read this information is it accessible online for people to find or like how do they access that they want yeah
3: so if they want to access that specific information about mormonism i actually have it all linked on um a blog post where i explained why I left the church um, that I actually published recently Mm -hmm. so I can totally send you guys that link if you want to include it sure um but yeah that's probably the best place to go because I just linked everything in one spot okay so that's perfect awesome and then so
2: all all your information will be in the show notes and then we'll also share it at the end of that episode where people can find you um, and follow your journey and stuff but my second question is so um you're moving through this you were moving through this transition and releasing the church and then kind of stepping into the spiritual um awakening type of experience so in order to tap into your intuition and connect to your guides and did you work with mentors or teachers to expedite that or did you just did you just follow the breadcrumbs and then it all just started coming and then you just started understanding it how did how did that part crack open for you
3: So I feel like a combination of both, um, I, I feel like I, I started really small, just doing like meditation and like journal writing. And then I just kind of slowly moved my way. And this is what I tell people because it's so overwhelming when you get into this like spiritual world, it's like, Oh my gosh, there's crystals, there's oils, there's all these things. And like, that's great. There's, there's so many tools but that's not what it is. It's, this is not another religion. This is Mm -hmm. just teaching us to come home to ourselves. And then we have all these beautiful tools to help us. So Mm -hmm. I have used mentors along the way shamans. Um, I wouldn't say it's a consistent practice of mine. I very much work a lot with myself and even being around my friends and us like processing it and we activate each other a lot. So finding that community is so, so important and so huge. It's been huge in my spiritual journey. Um, Mm -hmm. And when I do want a shaman or want to work with someone, I literally like any medicine, I just throw it out into the universe and it comes like, if you are, if you're, I, I truly believe if you are in alignment with what you're wanting and what you're looking for, that it will come. And maybe that's like a week, maybe it's 24 hours, maybe it's like six months, but that's kind of the beauty of it is you throw it out there, you're in alignment and then you just surrender to how it gets to how it gets to you. Because that's, that's the beauty in it is it's going to come when it's supposed to come. Yeah. I love
0: that. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> do you I'm, have any more questions? No, I'm just so grateful that you yeah. came on. I'm like, I'm so grateful that you share so much uh yes. with the world. Um and you are an
2: activator and you are yeah. a trailblazer too. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's and my so, calling. Yeah. For totally. Sure.
0: Totally. If I don't and,
2: share. I literally get a sore throat.
0: So wow. <laughs> too. Yeah,
2: she does do. Yeah. I have major path life um oh, chakra, chakra stuff going on
0: in this lifetime yeah yeah like trying to move through it mm-hmm. yeah so I'm just like I think it's just so great for our audience to be able to hear your story I think yeah. it's so freaking important
1: mm-hmm.
0: um for people to hear it and uh yeah I'm just so grateful that you came on yeah um Thanks for I- yeah absolutely do I'm wanna, like
2: wait do you want to share where people can find yeah. you
0: yeah
3: Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm on Instagram, my personal account that I share, like my every I share probably too much, but unfortunately, that is my path. I love it. I accepted it. it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's at Jalen Schroeder, kind of a hard name to spell. So you guys can totally we'll put add that in. And then I have a website too, um, Jalen Schroeder.com. And I share that's mostly makeup, but I do share like my leaving the church story just big monumental things I will totally share on there, but most everything, like my day-to-day, my healing journey, um, I'm on a, I'm on a crazy healing, like a physical journey right now, like healing my physical body. Um, I'm sharing that on a daily basis on that Instagram account as well. I love it. I love that. I've been following that
2: because we've both been very called to start that process. They keep getting louder in our ears.
3: I'm excited (laughs) for you.
0: (laughs) I know. I'm like, it is, it's really, it's, it's exciting. It's scary. And, um, well, in, I think
3: our, those, yeah. yeah. I think our physical bodies are like ready to keep up with our spiritual bodies. If that makes sense. Like oh, I feel like we our bodies are ready to level up and to get to that next step in our evolution. Like we have to take care of our bodies. So my body's been totally. screaming at me and I had no choice, but to dive in. It's just, it gets worse. It just keeps getting worse and worse. And I don't know if you remember, Elizabeth April says that on tons of her, of her stuff, like that star seeds are going to start having so many issues with food, all these things. I can, I can't eat anything without getting like so sick. So I'm on a very like strict thing, trying to heal my gut. And yeah. you know, it's pretty, and it's wild. amazing
0: because I remember watching you when sugar, you, you were very, I guess, addicted to sugar. Like you mm-hmm. loved sugar. And I remember you kind of like going back and I'm like, well, that's me. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, yeah, it's, it's amazing to kind of see that that journey, and then even just getting tips and stuff. Like um, I saw this morning, you were putting what was it chia seeds, and and it was so funny because like yesterday I was like I'm prepping, I'm getting prepared to start clean eating, and so this weekend like I went and bought myself a vita mix, vita mix mix. Yeah. Mixture. Um, I'm like, what? And and then like, I'm like, you know, hemp parts or hemp seeds, whatever of all the things. And so it was Yay. just like another validation when I was like seeing it like, playing, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, chia seeds is on my list. <laughs> I'm like, just to go down this journey that obviously my my guides have been screaming at me. Yeah. Um, and I'm stubborn, so uh,
3: very stubborn. <laughs> well, I'm exi- I'm so excited for you guys. I just feel like the cleaner my vessel has gotten the more I'm able to connect to a source and to get those downloads and like to have a more clear path. So it's like it's hard. It is so freaking hard. Like so hard. I had two cookies yesterday for like the first time and I was so sick last night. So yeah, it was just a good reminder, like you don't you don't need that stuff. But I still have a lot of food stuff to work through. Like a lot of food stuff. So it's all part yeah. of the, it's all part of the journey and the process, all the, journey,
0: the healing, yeah. right? Yeah. Having a better relationship. That's what, But that's where oh, I'm at. It's not just the losing the weight or anything. It's like, oh yeah, my relationship with food and then Absolutely. obviously the clean, right. Yeah. For that yeah. Channel. channel. Yeah. Um, and then the name of your podcast, if anybody wants to check it out,
3: it's unconditionally unfiltered. Oh, I like that one. I know. I love that. I love that.
0: Too.
2: Unfiltered is the best. Yes. Yeah.
3: Awesome. It is very unfiltered. <laughs> awesome.
2: Well, thank you so, so much for joining us, Jalen. We really appreciate it. And hopefully we can have you back one day. Yes. I would love that. Awesome. Well, we will see you guys next time. Bye.